celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. All righty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this, uh, well, it's almost Friday, Thursday, Race Day Las Vegas radio program. This is the 12th day of January 2023. 112-2023 is your date. We welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk 1400 AM in Las Vegas. And about uh, 10 minutes after 7 a.m. Pacific time here in Vegas, the sun is shining bright and peeking over the building right now. The ground is finally dry again, but it's cold, 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 cold out. Sky's blue, though. 39 degrees right now. 39 degrees right now here in Vegas. 10 minutes after 7. But we are going to get up to 61. We're going to push through the 60. We're going to get up to 61 today. Thank goodness no wind, because you get that wind chill action going on in the morning then. So for this time of the year, on the uh, 12th day of January, not too shabby here in Las Vegas. We welcome all of our listeners worldwide on many different platforms and streaming that we have, like our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. And your devices, your iPhones, your Androids, you can get at your App Store, the uh, radio station app, KSHP app, so you can hear us now on your devices. And, of course, wherever you get podcasting, we're there as well. Thanks to our great webmaster, Jack. So we welcome you to the show, however, wherever, whenever. All right, we're ramping it up for the weekend here. It's kind of a low-key weekend as far as big, big races. But before we get to that, let me uh, take a look at the weather across the country. Northern California... Getting that front coming through, and uh, it is expected to uh, produce some sort of uh, precipitation in Southern California and here. Now, in Las Vegas, we're going to get it, uh, they say, uh, in late weekend, early next week. So that means this uh, system may very well get through uh, Southern California over the weekend. So much so, so much so, that in predicting more rain, and California's been really slammed with a lot of rain, especially Northern California. Los Alamitos has already pre uh, took a pre-action and has canceled Saturday's races at Los Al. So the scheduled races for Saturday at Los Alamitos have been canceled due to the uh, impending weather. Now, it's uh, snowing already all through Oregon and Washington. So that front is coming down and is going to make its way across the country into the East Coast sometime next week, sure. Now, as far as uh, the rest of the country is concerned, the uh, Plain States, everything's great. Texas is great. On out to the West. And for the most part, uh, even the northern border of Canada is all pretty well clear of precipitation or uh, snow. Of course, it's cold, still cold there. A lot of action going on through uh, Illinois, uh, 
Missouri, Indiana, Ohio, a lot of stuff going on there. And, of course, a bunch of snow up in uh, New York, just north of the city. All sort of snow going on up there. And, of course, uh, on out through Maine. So that's uh, kind of like the weather. But the uh, coasts, pretty much in the southern part of the coast of the country, are clear as far as the precipitation. However, you got uh, the cold weather, 70 in L.A. It'll be 70 in L.A. today. New York will be 53. Miami, 78. Tampa, 78. Still warm down there in Florida. Uh, Chicago, 39. And uh, Kansas City, 37, just to give you some of the uh, parameters of uh, the the temperatures across the country. All right, so we're coming up on this weekend, and as I said, uh, not a lot of big action over the weekend, but La Cañada, grade three, a grade three at Santa Anita, is up for taps, and it looks uh, as if uh, that and... Uh, the only grade three of the the only graded stakes of the weekend across the country. So I guess if we're going to get rain to cancel some of the race racing over the weekend, um, it's a pretty good weekend to do it as far as uh, major stakes races are concerned. Grade three La Cunada, two hundred grand, mile sixteenth, and this of course for four year olds and fillies and mares. They drew and they got a field of six for the race on uh, Saturday. At San Anita. Gandora, the Bob Baffert trainee, drew the rail with John Velasquez. Smooth like Buddha. Smooth like Buddha. Steve, Steve Knapp trainee, uh, Tiago Piero will ride as the two horse. Number three is Under the Stars. Juan Hernandez for Bob Baffert. Under the Stars, an offspring of Pioneer of the Nile. Four, uh, the four horses, Angel Nadashiko, Angel Nadashiko, Victor, riding, uh, Victor Espinosa riding for Patrick Gallagher. The five is Kristen Bosch, Kazuchi Kamara for John Sadler, and the six is Natural Color, British Bread, Flavian Pratt for Manuel Badia. So that's the six-pack for the La Cunada coming up this weekend at Santa Anita. And of course, uh, as I say, they're going to be subjected to the weather there in California. We will wait and see. We'll get an update from uh, John Lendo. Now, coming up, of course, the Pegasus World Cup coming up on the uh, 28th of uh, January, which is only a couple of weeks away. And uh, they named uh, 12 horses of the first invitational list are included in the second invitational list which came out. They are White Abario, Safi Joseph Jr., Super Cornito, for Juan Suarez, Suarez Villarol, Stiletto Boy for Ed Moger, uh, trainer Ed Moger, what a Barrio was third in the Cigar Mile, and uh, Super Corino, Corinto, was um, just, just pointing for the Pegasus World Cup. Stiletto Boy was second in the San Antonio. Then you have Skippy Longstockings for Safi Joseph again. Uh, won the Harlan's Holiday recently. Simplification, trained by Antonio Sano. Third in the Harlan's Holiday, riding with Biden. Trained by Robert Reed Jr., won the Chris Kringle. Proxy for Mike Stidham, the winner of the Clark Stakes. O'Connor, Safi Joseph Jr., again, he's got three horses so far in the invitational list. Was fourth in the Harlan's Holiday. Law professor for Rob Al Altras, won the Queens County recently. Last Samurai was second in the Tinsel Stakes for D. Wayne Lucas. Hoist the Gold for Dallas Stewart, third in the Malibu. Get Her Number for Peter Miller was second in the Cigar Mile. Remember that hard-fought battle there in the Cigar Mile. Endorsed Mike Maker, sixth in the West Virginia Governor's 
stakes. Defunded for Bob Baffert. Winner of the Native Divers Cyberknife. Brad Cox, of course. Second in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Barbara Road. John Ortiz trained. Seventh in the Belmont Stakes. Is the last time we saw that horse? And Art Collector for Belmont. Fifth in Lucas Classic. Those are the invitees for the Pegasus World Cup. Now, they also have the Pegasus World Cup Turf Invitational. And that's a big field. Yeah, the top ones are Wit for Todd Pletcher, third in the Hollywood Derby. Who's the star for Mark Cassie? Uh, won the Valedictoria, uh, Valedictory Stakes at uh, Woodbine. Street Ready for Ian Wilkes, third in the Fort Lauderdale. Speaking Scout for Graham Motion, won the Hollywood Derby. Scottish Star, Richard Mandela, sixth in the Swanee River. Perseverian, uh, Perseveranica, Annika, David uh, Darwin Barnish, second in the Cardinal Stakes. I screwed that up. One more bid uh, under the care of Ryan Hansen won the uh, Mathis Mile. You remember that? Masterpiece, Masterpiece Mike McCarthy's eighth in the Breeders' Cup Turf. Law professors also in this one. Uh, of course, invited in this one for Robert Altress. Lady Spites Down. And then you got Lady Rockstar, King Cause, Kate's Kingdom, Ivar in Love, Hurricane Dream, Good Governance, Decorated Invader, Decorated Invader. You got Dark Shift, Colonel Liam, City Man, Celeste, Baystorm, and Atone. All possibles. <laughs> Boy, that's a biggie. For the 2023 Pegasus World Cup Invitational. Two big races uh, there at uh, Gulfstream Park coming up on uh, January 28th. Okay. Now, uh, I want to just let everybody know that Jonathan Hardoon contacted us earlier today. He's really um, getting some effects of the COVID that he caught. So he will not be with us today. He's uh, weathering the storm, but he's uh, under the weather as far as coming on and uh, on the show today. And our thoughts and concerns go out to uh, Jonathan. We know he'll do all right. He's just got to get by this uh, COVID thing. And so he did sheets, of course, for Gulfstream Park and uh, Tampa Bay today. I'm sorry, Gulfstream and Aqueduct. So he did sheets for Gulfstream and Aqueduct. And what I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to do with Jonathan as I do with Jerry when uh, he can't make it or has uh, technical difficulties or something. I do have their sheets, and I'm going to interpret a pick from Jonathan for you at Gulfstream and Aqueduct today. We will not charge him either way for these picks because I am interpreting off of his sheet a play for you. And this is not what he gave me to give to you. So we'll do that for Jonathan and Jonathan, if you're listening out there, buddy, hang in there. We're here for you. That's for sure. Uh, we will have, however, Tommy Mass is stopping by again. He's down at uh, Gulfstream. John Lendo, of course, did a Gulfstream sheet today, so he'll be with us for, with the uh, Lindo report there. And Jerry Jackowitz, of course, with his power pages for Aqueduct. So we got all the other good stuff working. So without any further ado, we'll take our first break and get started with this stuff on this almost Friday, Thursday. How about that? All right, we'll be right back. Do not go anywhere. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. 
Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all righty time to get started with uh, your menu of racetracks available today in the racebook simulcast centers racetracks around the country first post times we broadcast on this show on this racing menu each and every day Reflect that, the starting times and the Pacific time zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas, where we emanate and originate all this stuff, at Sports Talk 1400 AM. These will be the first post times that roll out in our books today. If you're listening on the Internet, with the streaming at our websites, if you're listening on your devices, with your apps that you can get at your app store, if you're listening... On any kind of podcasting or anywhere else, however, wherever, whenever you get us, first post times will still be in the Pacific time zone on the racing menu. If you are not in it, adjust to it. We don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? Here then is the menu of racetracks for today, if you're ready. Huh? Are you? Okay, here we go. We begin with Gulfstream Park. Now, Gulfstream Park has uh, nine races today. Their pick six jackpot carryover, the cash in the jackpot, $116,254. And, of course, they'll add a few shackles to it if you're the only single winning ticket today. But that's the jackpot cash carryover, $116,254. Nine races again at Gulfstream and the first post time of 910. 9-10. This morning. Mahoning Valley Racecourse is next. Their pick six jackpot carryover stands at $12,144. We have eight races Mahoning today. First post time, 945. Then, of course, the Big A Aqueduct in New York. Now, they haven't posted any of the... Uh, well, they have. They just posted all of the scratches and stuff. So you got cloudy and 46 degrees at Aqueduct, but the track is fast. And you have a first post time at Aqueduct, the Big A, of 9.50. 9.50 for their eight races today at Aqueduct, with uh, obviously no carryover in the pick six. Fairgrounds is next. Nolens finally getting some good weather, or clearing weather down there anyhow. Uh, the Fairgrounds has a first post time with a, a nine race cart up, and up for grabs at 11.15. Next comes Turf Paradise, Phoenix, Arizona. Turf Paradise. They've got 10 races. The first race is a quarter horse race. Races 2 through 10 will be thoroughbreds at uh, Turf Paradise today. And their first post time there is at 11.30. 11.30 with a pick six jackpot carryover of $15,429. First post time, 11.30 at Turf Paradise. Delta Downs is next. They've got nine races. Their first post time is 2.50. 2.50 today at uh, Delta Downs. I guess they went five minutes earlier. They're usually at 2.55, which is the same start as Turfway Park, but we'll, we'll give you 2.50. That's what the sheet says. First post time, Delta, 2.50. And if it's five minutes later, well, you won't miss the race. Turfway Park has eight races. Their first post time is at 2.55. 2.55 at Turfway Park. Pick six jackpot carryover, $10,830 there. And again, they have a super high five carryover as well of $2,116. A regular super high five. Those two jackpots there. First post time, Turfway Park. Eight races. Full fields, too. They're getting them full fields there. Turfway, first post time, 2.55. Penn National is next. They have seven races at Penn Nat. First post time is 3 p.m. 
<clears throat> their super high five jackpot carryover is just four hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah, that's it for their uh, super high five jackpot carryover at Penn National today. And again, first post time three o'clock for seven races, just seven today at Penn Nat. And then we wrap it up with Charlestown. Charlestown races. Pick six jackpot carryover, fourteen thousand five fifty-two. We have eight races at Charlestown today. Their first post time is four p.m. Pacific time. That's your menu for today. Okay, looking at uh, yesterday, Gulfstream Park. Uh, Tommy Masses had a scratch horse. Uh, Jonathan Ardoon had a nice third place finish in the ninth and final race. And uh, Jonathan's uh, play at Tampa Bay also finished third in the eighth race at Tampa Bay. And uh, Tommy's also eligible at uh, Turfway Park, never got in. So the AE was scratched, as most AEs are. All righty. But they, uh, I'll tell you what, Gulfstream had a nice early pick five. Eight eighty, twenty dollars forty cents, seven even, five eighty and four eighty. So the twenty dollar horse made that uh, pick five nine hundred eleven dollars and five cents for those prices. Pretty darn good. Let's see if this is Tommy. Is this Tommy? Yes, it is. Good morning, Ralph. Good morning, everyone. Well, Tommy, let me ask you now. The weather down there is okay. We're doing all right for the weekend. You think? Yeah, we're going to have a, a cold day, I think, Saturday or Sunday, but oh. no real rain in sight. I don't even want to ask cold you. If you came down here from uh, <laughs> yeah, right. New York or Canada and, you know, told you that, you know, 60 degrees and sunny is cold, well. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. It's cold, uh, but uh, it's cold for Miami, but not cold for the nation. That's for sure. Yeah, it was 63 here this morning, and I was went out, uh, brought the cat out for a walk, and was wearing a sweater and long pants, and it's going to be 80 today, so oh. everything is relative. It certainly is, that's for sure. Well, coming up this weekend at Gulfstream, they've got a couple of those sunshine uh, races, although they call them, it can't be sunshine millions anymore, they're only $75,000 a copy, but they'll be the sunshine Philly Mare Turf and the sunshine Sprint. Uh, there at uh, Gulfstream, um, you are. Uh, I know that uh, you're not a real fan of the synthetic r- racetracks, right? Sure, I am. Who told you that? Well, I thought I, I thought uh, you were um, you you were okay. Fine, I was mistaken. No, I play woodbine. I play woodbine. I play turfway. Uh, no, I love the synthetic. All right, tell me about it. Tell me about tell me about what you love about synthetic. Well, I'll speak for Woodbine uh, more than the other tracks. The, the synthetic I know is the most fair surface there is uh-huh. at Woodbine. Right. I, I can only speak, you know, about, you know, Turfway. In the winter, it seems to play speed inside. I don't know if that's cold weather or the way they take care of it, but Woodbine is just the most fairest track. I know if three horses knock heads in battle, somebody's uh-huh. going to come and get them all. Watching uh, turf courses and dirt courses go wire to wire, wire to wire, wire to wire, wire to wire. If I wanted to see that, I'd grab a chair and go to a car wash. Okay, so in other words, then, uh, five stars for the synthetic track at Woodbine being fair as far as uh, horses that have either a penchant to go gate to wire or coming from behind. It's just a fair racetrack. Now, we're at. Go ahead. If I was the president in charge of horse racing, there would only be synthetic racing. I'd oh. probably get assassinated in a month, but that would be my choice. <laughs> what, do you think there's less uh, less uh, physical problems, less breakdowns, less muscle pulls and all that stuff on synthetic for horses rather than dirt? Well, from just talking to trainers in Toronto and going back a few years, and they said that, yeah, there's... Uh, the, the severe injuries and breakdowns are a lot less, but there's a different type of injuries, more muscles and that and all that kind of stuff. So it, nothing is going to be perfect. These yeah, are, you know, right. huge animals running on tiny legs, right? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So then the uh, the conclusion of, uh, and this is not scientific, but the conclusion of what you've been able to ascertain is that the dirt produces like more fractures to bones and stuff like that, 
where the uh, synthetic is more of uh, muscle and, and tissue, right? Yeah, I'll just leave it as speaking to trainers. Right. And when, uh, when the first uh, synthetic track came into Woodbine and they came out with these stats, there's so many less breakdowns. And uh-huh. I asked trainers, is this true? And they all, to a man, said, yes, it's true, but we're getting different types of injuries. Yeah, yeah. So it's... I'll put it to you this way. If, if, if your trainer is batting 24% on synthetic, he loves it. If yeah. he's batting 5%, he's going to blame the synthetic. Sure. I look at it as a gambler. It took time to adjust to it when we took out the dirt at Woodbine, mm-hmm. but I grew, grew to love it, and I think it's the fairest surface for gambling anyway. I can All only right. speak as a gambler. All right. Five-star for the synthetics, especially at uh, Woodbine for – Tommy Masses. But now, Tommy, you're at Gulfstream Park, so how's that fare out? Yeah, it's, I'll, I'll be honest with you. When it, when it first started, it was kind of like picking cherries. Everything was just coming from the back of the bus. Uh-huh. And and now it's, you know, a mismatch of things, and it's uh, I think uh, the same uh, thing that g- gamblers are doing, Yeah, paying too much attention to it, that it is synthetic, just handicap the race the way you normally handicap. Uh-huh. And I see riders starting to do crazy things down here. Nobody wants to go to the front. And then next week, everyone's going to the front. And uh-huh. it's just, just do your thing. Just, I always tell people, how do you handicap synthetic? The same way as you handicap anything else. All right, so in other words, you're saying that the jockeys are trying to, well, the jockeys who don't ride there uh, regularly, and this is the championship meet, so we're getting a lot of the uh, high-profile riders from the East Coast coming down there, that they have to kind of feel their way around it, too. Yeah, I just know I would mind if they're on a front runner, they go to the front. If they're on a stalker, they stalk. Here, it's just like, I think they're just overthinking it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I'm glad I got your assessment of that. No, that's simple, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, if you got a front runner, go to the front. Yeah, don't try to change the horses, uh, you know, uh, M.O. Hey, there's, Just, some, there's some horses that can rate and go, you know, they can, they're can. they multidimensional, but most of them aren't. they they got to do their thing. All right, let's uh, let Tommy, let's Tommy Masses do his thing. What do you got to, for us today? Probably my most preferred play today is in race three, number four. Well, wait, 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 because you, you went to three. three. Okay. You went to three different tracks yesterday. So it's the third race at Gulfstream. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Number four, Andy Lithic. Uh-huh. Uh, only had one start. Eventful. Got a bad start. It was the two horse. Bumped the one. Hit the one again. Then kind of stepped under the rail. The one came to the oh. other side of me. Hit the one again. Wow. The poor one horse in that race run second. Might have had a shot. but And then at the top of the stretch, he's actually got himself a good position on the inside. And when the jockey pulled out the whip... And kind of went to twirl it. Well, he threw it in the air. <laughs> yeah, okay. That happened. I never heard of the jockey. He was an apprentice. I'll give him that much. But one thing he did do, like a season pros, alternate slaps in the stretch. He went from a right-hand slap to a left-hand <laughs> slap. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a fun, you know, an eventful video to watch. And I'm sure, you know, I won't say his name, but he's just a kid and he'll get better and and I'll give him one thing. He has guts anyway, because, but, you know, they got a, well, a journeyman on now, Perez. And I, this is the type of horse that if he just kind of showed a bit speed first time out and faded, yeah. I like them second time out. Mm-hmm. And now with this added trouble in there and no real world beaters in here, I'm going to take a big shot on Andy Lithic if I get around 6, 7 to 1. All right. Andy Lithic right now is 10 to 1 on the morning line. We know that the morning line at Gulfstream can be uh, uh, flexing quite a bit from the real odds, so we'll leave it at that. But the third race, he's uh, hung at 10 to 1, number 4, Andy Lithic, for all the reasons that uh, Tommy just uh, stated, that's for sure. The 4 in the third race today at Gulfstream is uh, his preferred play today, and that's it. Yeah, no, I got, I got, I'll, 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 I'm going to make a quick comment on the race six morning line, the number eight, Isabel Alexandra at 40 to one. Yeah. I think the morning line made, maker did this on purpose because he knew the horse ran in a stake race a week ago. They, they, they enter the races a week. So he knew this horse was going to get scratched. Isabel Alexandra would have been six to five in there. So it's not a bad morning line. You just kind of some kind of heads up, I guess. So in other words, he just stuck forty on there, knowing it was going to get scratched. And and uh, if you made him six to five, and the horse got scratched, 
then it changes all the percentages of uh, a real morning line for a race without that uh, prohibitive horse in the race. So, okay, we, we, we thank you yeah, for it that. Made me, it made me call one of the owners, yeah. right, and, and say, hey, you're scratched, right? He goes, yeah, he goes, that's just, he goes, we entered at the same time. But yeah. everyone on social media loved this horse today. And I'm going, you guys, they're saying we should get 10 to 1. I go, oh, my God. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, so in other words, the six, sixth race is the eight horse, four. 40 to 1, disregard, because it don't matter, he's scratched anyhow. Okay, what else? Race 5, and this is, uh, I hope I hope to honor Jonathan Hardoon. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a sheet kind of horse. Uh-huh. Number 7, McKinney. His numbers keep getting better and better and better. Got even better going long last time, and now is going to go long on the synthetic, and hopefully he improves enough to beat number 3 English painter, who I'm going to use in an exacta box. Okay, uh, in the fifth race, you like six, number seven, McMoney. I hope we can make money at 15 to 1 on the seven in the fifth race. You're going to do an exact uh, box with the eight to five morning line favorite English painter. My suggestion to you, just as an FYI, throw in the eight, too. Also throw in the you eight in, in your exacta there with the seven. Okay. You got it. All right. So in the fifth race, you like the seven. So recapping, third race, you like the four. Fifth race, you like the seven. And uh, disregard the morning line on the eight. In the sixth race, the eight horse is going to get scratched anyhow. Do I got it right there, buddy? You got it. Okay. I want to make sure because, you know, I thought, uh, you know, your thoughts about synthetic, uh, I was misinformed. Let's put it that way. All right. Thanks a lot. Thoughts and prayers for Jonathan, and good luck, everyone. You got it, my man, and I will certainly pass that on to him if he's not listening, that's for sure. Tommy, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week, I guess, huh? Okay. Thanks a lot, my man. Yeah, it's cold there, 60 degrees. (laughs) Well, if you're living in Miami, it would be. All right, we'll be right back with uh, John Lendo. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. I'm going to give you uh, Jonathan Ardoon's um, interp- interpreted selections. Let's put it that way. Now, this is I am interpreting off of his sheets. So we're not going to penalize him either way for these. But in reading his sheets and, and with uh, his, uh, he has stars when he denotes uh, a race that he really likes, as Jerry does with his star horses. So at Gulfstream Park, in the sixth race, Jonathan likes the four Agua Dolce, nine to two on the morning line with uh, Luis Saez aboard. All right, sixth race, the four is one of his key plays off of his sheet at Gulfstream today. And we'll go to Aqueduct. Jonathan's play at Aqueduct, again, this is a highlighted play on his sheet, in the sixth race at Aqueduct. So, uh, ironically, we have the sixth race at both tracks. In the sixth race at Aqueduct, he likes the five brunette. The five brunette at nine to two on the morning line with Jose Lascano aboard at Aqueduct. So, in the sixth race at Aqueduct, he likes the five. In the sixth race at Gulfstream, he likes the four. And they're both 
9-2 on the morning line. He does have full sheets for both Aqueduct and Gulfstream at his websites. And again, Jonathan, on behalf of everybody here at uh, Race Day, you just take care, buddy. Our thoughts and our concerns certainly are with you. And uh, anything we can do for you, buddy, we're just a, a phone call away. All right. Now we're going to go to uh, John Lendo. John, good morning. Uh, good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, we are, uh, I guess, bracing for some more of, uh, I would almost imagine, torrential rains coming our way first to you and then to us uh, by the weekend and for us uh, early part next week. Yeah, from what it sounds like, uh, the race office was saying on Saturday uh, in Arcadia, where Santa Anita is located, they're expecting some pretty steady rain after 10 o'clock in the morning. So yesterday at entry time, they decided to just take dirt races only. So it's only an eight-race card on Saturday. The fills are relatively light. But, again, they're being proactive. They, if they know the races would be rained off the turf, it would ruin the card anyway. So they're trying to do what's right. And uh, so right now, uh, all dirt on Saturday. I have not heard anything yet about how they will take entries today for Sunday. Yeah, and uh, Los Alamitos has already taken uh, the precaution of uh, canceling their Saturday night card. Right, yeah, they will not race Saturday night. Right now they are still a go for Sunday, but like I said, the the weather, you know, everybody's watching the weather channel sure. right now. Sure, and we're not talking about just a little shower here or there. I mean, California's been slammed with heavy, heavy rain. Uh, we all know that we need the rain. The, whole, the you know West all needs the rain, but we don't need it that fast because if it comes that fast, it becomes almost unproductive. Right. Well, we got today and and tomorrow to dry out a little bit. The sun's out, so hopefully that'll help a little bit. And you know, uh, hopefully, it, it seems like whatever how this rain is moving, it, it just goes you know in streams straight across a certain area. It gets very dense in certain areas yeah. and very light other places. So hopefully it'll it'll miss the racetrack and. Uh, you know, uh, you, you saw how bad Santa Barbara was hit oh. in the last couple of days. They, yeah. they took a beating. So yeah. uh, if we can avoid that mainstream, uh, we, we should be okay. And Northern California is getting slammed as well. And for Absolutely, the most part, yeah. uh, on Tuesday, it just it just was raining hard for about five hours throughout the day. These systems are moving through quickly, and that that's always important, too. If you're going to get rain that hard, just get it in and out right away before it just lingers over you, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like like I say, we we do need the water, and let, let's hope that uh, it goes uh, the the dense part goes someplace else that hasn't been uh, you know saturated too much. Now, John, uh, you are doing a Linda report for Gulfstream Park during the championship meeting uh, on Thursdays because uh, when Santa Anita is not running on Thursdays, and they're not, uh, but they are going to have a four day weekend, right? They're going to run uh, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, and the Martin Luther King holiday Monday, right? Right. Santa Anita goes through Monday, so we'll have uh, Linda reports for Santa Anita each day starting tomorrow. And uh, also, uh, like I said, you're doing Linda reports for Gulfstream Park. Uh, approaching Gulfstream, and I guess I asked Tommy, I'll ask you about the uh, synthetic track there. How how do you handling handicapping that? I, For the most part, I, I think it's a pretty fair surface. You don't want to get hooked up in speed duels because uh, it's very tough to go wire to wire, especially two turns mm -hmm. on the Tapita. Uh, you know, you, and you want to ride it like a turf race. You want to stay covered up and save ground. In those sprint races, you can actually sit out wide and still finish. So uh, as far as inside, outside, it's pretty fair. It's just you, you have to be careful about the pace. You just you can't get speed crazy on it because you'll pay the price. Okay, and uh, of course, uh, the Linda Report uh, that's available right now at the South Point for today's racing features the selections in all the races, plus a suggested late pick four, and of course, all the goodie information at the bottom, which uh, some of it we will talk about right now. It's all available, that one complete sheet available at the South Point Race Books, at the South Point Race Book, Free of charge, complimentary there because they love horse players and they certainly uh, respect your work there, John, as well. Um, Saez and uh, uh, Castellano escaped injury uh, on Sunday, huh? Yeah, there was a, a nasty uh, breakdown. The horse had a, a catastrophic injury on, on uh, Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, three jockeys went down. Saez and, and Castellano were cleared uh, Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, Jesus Rios was actually taking the hospital to check out his shoulder. Everything checked out okay. He rode yesterday, so luckily all three guys are okay, and they're back riding. All right, now uh, update on jock and trainer standings. I read Ortiz is your leading rider at Gulfstream. He's got 18 wins. Luis Saez is second with 11. 
Jose Ortiz rounds out the top three. He's got ten winners. And as far as the trainers go, Safi Joseph is the leading trainer. He's got eight wins. Mm. Mark Cassie and Antonio Sano right behind. They've got six. Cold uh, jock, cold trainer? Uh, right now, uh, Jose Morales is, is, is a little bit of a slump. He's 0 for his last 10, 19 uh, mounts. And as far as trainers go, Brandon Walsh is on an 0 for 13 streak. Mm. Okay, well, we know these guys are talented enough to snap those streaks, that's for sure. How about the favorites? Favorites are continuing steady right at 35%. All right, well, we'll, we'll deal with that, that's for sure. All right, uh, John, um, coming up this weekend at San Anita, of course, the La Cañada. Uh, some horses in that uh, some in that races I'm not familiar with. Uh, tell you the truth. Well, you know it, it's it's kind of a, a goofy race again with the weather and everything else that comes up. You've got the, the logical horses. Obviously, Bob Baffert has a couple. Or he's got uh, Ganadora and Under the Stars. Yeah. You've got a Calbert in there named Smooth Like Butter, trying to get graded stakes placed. Angel Natashiko is a filly with speed. Mm-hmm. Kristen Bach is a, a filly from John Sadler. And uh, natural color coming down from Golden Gate for trainer Manny uh, Bandia. Uh, Manny Bandia. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is kind of a mixed bag. It's a grade three stake, so a couple people are taking a shot there. But the class of the race uh, comes from the Baffert Barn, which is not a surprise. <laughs> no kidding. That's for sure. It's nice to see, though, that Kazushi Kamara, who's having a difficult start in Southern California, we know how talented he is by his uh, work up at Woodbine. It's uh, nice to see that John Sadler's giving him a shot in the uh, stake. Yeah, and, and Sadler's always been a guy that will give some of the new guys on the circuit a shot. When the guys came down from Northern California, he was doing that, and he's done that for years. He'll give apprentices. Uh, he, he's written Emily M. Ellingwood to, for winners and stuff, so he will give guys to come out and work his horses a chance to ride in the afternoon. Yeah, and uh, he's, uh, of course, he's living life now um, post uh, flight line, that's for sure. So, uh, but what, he did a great job with that horse. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the Eclipse Awards will be uh, announced later on this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of sad that John was not recognized as a finalist as trainer. Uh, you know, nobody did a better job than, than he did with that particular horse. He just doesn't have the numbers that the, the Chad Browns and Steve Asmussen's and guys like that, Todd Fletcher's, he doesn't have those type of numbers. I know. And, and sometimes you wonder the Eclipse Award, uh, you know, people say body of work. People say, uh, you know, flat uh, statistics and performances. But there is uh, there should always be some sort of recognition for uh, like a job that John Sadler did with it, an outstanding animal to keep him sound and ready and mentally doing what he did. I mean, uh, that is not an easy task. Some some trainers have ruined some great horses. Yeah, you know, it, it's what you do with what you've got. Yep. You, you, you can't make them faster, but you can maximize potential out of what you've got. And talking about Eclipse Awards, our good friend, uh, Mr. Pripman, is getting one. Yeah, it was announced this morning, and I'm really glad to see it, that the... Uh, NTRA, the Daily Racing Forum, and the National Turf Riders are going to award a special eclipse to uh, Jay Pribben, who retired from Daily Racing Forum last October uh, for career excellence, and uh, I think it's well-deserved. And He'll join guys like Steve Christ and, and some of his other previous colleagues mm-hmm. in getting that award. So uh, glad to see that uh, Jay Pribben is now a, an Eclipse Award winner. And and recognized for his body of work and uh, and a and, uh a top-level body of work throughout his career. He is well-deserved of the Eclipse Award, that's for sure. All right, John, let's get a winner today. Let's go down to the ninth and final at Gulfstream Park. Ninth race today, number seven, Lawful. I thought it ran really well first time out of the box, going five furlongs on the tapita. Really finished well. Gets five and a half today. That's going to help. Drops from open maidens to Florida breads. That's mm-hmm. going to help. Gets uh-huh. Lasix. That will help. Uh-huh. Uh, I just think all the conditions uh, with a good race over the tapita, you have that proven form, which is very important. Uh-huh. Three to one on the program. Number seven, Lawful. Race number nine, Gulfstream Park. Ninth race, of course, is the final in the late pick four. And, of course, uh, John has a suggested late pick four on his Lindo report as well. In the ninth race, the seven lawful, one of those key horses for you. The seven lawful is the selection for the race day show today. And the ninth race, the seven horse. Don't forget to get the Lindo report for all that good stuff right now at the uh, South Point Racebook, free of charge, complimentary there, because they love horse players. And, John? Um, real quick, uh, have they announced yet the uh, cross-country pick fives for Saturday or Sunday? They did. The races will be on Saturday, Gulfstream Park the 8th, 
Gulfstream Park, the ninth race, Santa Anita's third race, then you go to Gulfstream Park, the tenth, and Santa Anita race number six. So those are, the, are your five races for the Coast to Coast Pick Five on Saturday. All right. Again, uh, and I'll repeat it: Gulfstream eighth and ninth, Santa Anita third, Gulfstream tenth, and the Santa Anita sixth. That's correct. Yes. Okay, and that's for Saturday, the Saturday uh, Coast to Coast. Okay. Yep, and we'll we'll take a shot at that on uh, the Linda report. Oh, on Saturday. you better, buddy! After nailing the uh, the first one at uh, you know seventeen hundred dollars or a thousand seventeen dollars, I should say, uh, you got plenty of. Uh, it doesn't owe you anything right now, my man. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, we got beat a photo in the other in the in the other one, and that yeah. cost us a pick five. But you know what? We'll keep firing away, and we'll see if we can knock out some of these. That's okay. Yeah, and pick fives, pick fours, pick sixes. You, it's not uh, the amount; it's the amount of money when you hit that counts. That's for sure. Hey, thanks a lot, John. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Good luck today. All right, we're going to come back with Jerry Jackowitz real quick. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty, putting a cap on today's almost Friday, Thursday, Race Day Las Vegas Show, we bring in Mr. Jerry Jackowitz, who gave us uh, some really neat uh, gambling information yesterday about how to deal with favorites and horses that you like in races with the favorite in it. Good morning, Jerry. Well, we were- we were particularly talking about odds-on favorites. Yeah. Absolutely. It was great. Great fun. We'll do it again. All righty. Uh, Aqueduct today, uh, what do they got? Uh, tracks fast. Yeah. Right now, everything's looking pretty fast and, and ready to go, but we don't know. It's very changeable there. You might get precipitation during the day, so keep your eye open. But for that reason, I'm going to give you early races today to get started. Hopefully, we'll get them on fast going. All right. Well, uh, if you... Uh, don't have anything to add, we will uh, get right to the picks. Well, the only thing I have to say, you know, other than about horse racing or unrelated to picking today's horses is uh-huh. I'm thinking of betting the Giants to uh, as the dogs to beat uh, Minnesota, but you have to remember, I'm a crazy Giant fan and there's a lot of emotion involved. Well, okay, uh, of course, that's NFL wildcard round uh, weekend uh, starts on Saturday with a couple of games. Sunday will have three and Monday will have uh, the last of the wildcard round right. on Monday night. The Giants is the uh, middle game Sunday. on the middle game on Sunday. Uh, they are uh, at the Minnesota Vikings. Remember, that's indoors, so you don't have to worry about the weather. And uh, the Vikings opened up a slight favorite at two and a half points. The um, the gambling barometer usually is that if a home team a home team usually gets the three points, they should be a three point favorite if all things are equal. So uh, the line makers are kind of telling you that they're kind of leaning towards the Giants. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Last year, as long as we have a minute, uh-huh. last year the over and under on how many uh, to this year how many <laughs> yeah. games they win, I think was five or something. <laughs> yeah, like well, that. yeah. So, so I, NFL never figure league, never figure league. Okay, let's get started. What are we doing? We got a couple. We got to give me a couple, a couple of horses. There yeah, there. absolutely. So we'll go right to the first race, Ralph. Number one, uh huh. Red DGP, whatever that stands for, from Jimmy Ferraro. Uh-huh. First time gelding, first time Lasix, a four-year-old. Um, actually ran really well in the first race in March and 
The second race was not so good, and you could see the horse has been laid off since then. So we have, um, you know, four-year-olds do get bigger, faster, and better, not as much as three-year-olds do from from spring to fall. But uh, we can expect that this four-year-old gelding will be a little better now coming back off the layoff. And if he has, a, has him ready to run the first time out, that 10-to-1 might be really nice. So we're going to take the one horse. Okay. In the first race, I probably wouldn't go much below 4-to-1, 7-to-2. I'm right in that range. I'll take the one over the 5 6 three, do reverses, five, six, three over the one, but the one, that's going to be our pop-out key and feature play in race number one. All right. First race, post time, 9.50, folks. Remember, that's 9.50 a.m., first race, but it does start the early pick five. In the first race, you like the one. Easy to remember, the one and the first. And the link-ups are three, five, and six, and reverse, $2 ROI, two to win on the one. Be uh, noted, except for the first race that's set at 9.50, Okay. <laughs> Uh, the post time changes throughout the day from the third to the eighth race. They're going to add a couple of minutes to the uh, posted post times for that. And uh, the, that's what they say. So, uh, But the first race is still there, 9.50 a.m. first post time, the one over, three, five, six, and reverse. And? We'll go to the fourth race. Okay. We have number seven, Miss, Leah, Miss Mia Leah. Okay. Now, I very seldom give out horses of only race once because... I have a lot of reasons for it, but okay. this one I'm going to give out because I don't think she did much running the first time out, right. and she just sort of like hit her stride and came home pretty nicely, okay. and now they drop her way down, second time out, a little bit of a layoff, October to November, December, now January, so it's three months. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give them a little shot here off the layoff <clears throat> for this three-year-old filly at 20000 um, I'm going to take the seven over the one two five. I'm going to reverse one two five over the seven. I'm going to come back and press up five seven seven five. All right, fourth race seven over one two five and reverse. Another bang with the five seven seven five. That's the fourth race at Aqueduct. Power pages for all of Aqueduct today, right now, at JerryJ'sPowerPage.com. We wrap up your Thursday show. Coming back when it's really Friday. God willing, Crick don't rise. Jonathan, uh, we're thinking of you, buddy. Go ahead and say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody.